Good evening, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Tom Broadbent Lounge. After a couple of weeks of Saturday, Tuesday match days, it's just the one fixture for SCFC this week. Mike Flynn's former side, Newport County, were visitors to the county round on Saturday, and Mr. Flynn's tricky Reds got back to winning ways with a tasty 2 0 victory, putting us back into the playoff positions. We'll be getting our teeth stuck right into that particular result. We'll also be looking ahead to the trip up to Manchester this weekend as the Reds head up to the Peninsula Stadium to take on Neville, but Beckham, Scholes' uh, Salford City. But firstly, let's get our introductions out of the way. So on my panel this evening, I've got TSTBL's stalwart, Ellis Holloway. Ellis, how's it going, buddy? Ellis is on mute. Maybe Ellis isn't here. We'll move on quickly, shall we? So I've also got... Um, TSTBL newcomer, but also stalwart these days, Mr. Charlie Woods. Charlie, good evening. How you're right? How are everyone? Happy days. Uh, we have also got the man that is the Robin to all of our Batmans in Mr. Malcolm Day. Malcolm, good evening, everyone. Um, thank you for uh, having me on again. I'm buzzing from this week of football, so uh, yeah, really good. Oh, mate, it's our absolute pleasure as always, as always. Ellis, are you stopped playing around now? Hello, can you hear me? I can indeed. Where did you go? Um, I missed the whole intro. I couldn't hear anything. And I was wondering why I could not hear anything. Well, so, apologies. No, that's fine, mate. That's the beauty of live broadcast. That is right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I'm not bad, mate. I think three points on Saturday. Uh, if anyone had any sort of doubts or, you know, you know, I guess waning ambition this season after a couple of losses on the trot I think um, three points on Saturday has put a lot of people at ease and certainly has been for myself Absolutely I think um, it, it was definitely a three-pointer game uh, we definitely needed to get the three points to uh, bounce back to winning ways but yeah like you said we're uh, you know full steam ahead and uh, on to the title <laughs> Exactly exactly that so um, I mean let's get stuck right into Saturday's action shall we Um so, obviously, a Newport side that, I mean, let's face it, they've, they've flattered us to see this season. Um, four wins from 12 coming to the fixture. Um, I mean, they obviously come into the county ground on Saturdays. Town looked to bounce back, bounce back from a couple of the defeats at Bradford and Reading. Um, yeah. Town made one change for the side, the loss up in Yorkshire. Uh, Jake Young coming back into the starting 11 in place of Rashawn Hepburn Murphy. Um before we get into the game, I guess, I'll, I'll ping through the starting eleven quickly, just um, as a recap. So, obviously, um, Mahoney and goal, we had Hutton, Blake Tracy, Bruitt, Goblin, Malief and Shade at the back. Um, midfield of George McEachran, uh, we had Saidu Khan and Dan Kemp. Then we also had uh, Jake Young and Charlie Austin in the side. So, as I say, one change. Um, Jake Young, Town's top goal scorer, coming back into the side. Now, I wasn't actually at the game. I was pretty blissfully drunk at that point in Liverpool. Um, and I was trying to do my best to follow along. Um, now, from what I could see... I mean, Ellis, you were at the game, mate. So I'll probably lean on you a little bit for, yeah. this, for this section. But yeah. from following alongside, so obviously looking through um, stats and reading video printers and seeing snippets of action on Sky Sports News, it kind of looked like we were kind of in control throughout. I mean, if we start off the first half... yeah. Early goal, composed finish from Dan Kemp, maybe a defensive error. Um, what were your thoughts on the first half, mate? Yeah, so 
look, it, it, it was a good performance from town. Um, at no point in the game did I did I think we were, you know, sort of under pressure or we were going to concede a goal. Um, and yeah, it, the first half was just sort of what what we've seen this season so far in terms of um, sort of quick attacking football. Now we weren't as good as we have been this season um, in sort of in terms of our, our passing and our you know our decision making it, it just wasn't quite a hundred percent but you know far better than what Newport were offering and we done the job obviously the, the Dan Kemp goal come sort of within the first 10 minutes so it sort of set the pace of the mm. game Um we sort of caught him on the counter and Dan Kemp took took it past the keeper. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think he was going to shoot from that angle, but um, he, he obviously did and got the goal. And then it, it sort of just set set the pace there. We, we were in control for the rest of the first half. Like I said earlier, um, we, Newport didn't offer anything going forward. Now, whether, whether that's uh, down to Towns uh, defending or, or if it was... You know they just haven't got the quality mm. there, um, but in terms of defence as well, um, Bruett looks solid at the back. I've got um, I've got Bruett in my notes actually, so obviously we'll get on to the sort of man of the match calls later on. Yeah, but it, it seemed, I'll say, seeing from afar, it seems as Bruett was you know he's been a town favourite this season, hasn't he? I think he's quickly becoming a bit of a cult hero at the club. Um, yeah, but he seemed yeah, like he had a very 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 assured game. Um, he just keep every game. He just keep he keeps getting better, and you know, especially in defence, you need to know you've got someone to to almost rely on at the back and and give you a bit of security if things go the wrong mm-hmm. way. Um, it, it's he wins. He may not be the tallest player, but he wins uh, the majority of. Of, of the balls mm. in the air. I think, um, you know, for the back three, throughout the back three, you've got FBT, who I'm not too sure this yeah, season, but yeah. last season at some point, it was like 100%, you know, aerial dual success rate. And then you've got yeah. Godwin Malief as well, um, who is probably, we did all agree, maybe a, more of a ball-playing um, defender. But he's also, yeah. you know, handy in the air. You remember his goal, um, was it Carlisle at home? Crew, crew at home. Uh, crew at yeah, home, I mean, he gets up and obviously Tom Brewitt, as you say, he's not a massive bloke, but bloody hell, like he's got some springs in those legs, doesn't he? Yeah, and look, the thing for me as well is we're not we're not a finished side. We're still developing, um, and we're still sort of clicking as a team, if you'd like. So the the fact that we're picking up three points against you know decent side sides throughout the season and and. Obviously, three points against Newport, a convincing mm-hmm. win. When we're not at hundred percent, I think when it does eventually click, um, you know, maybe maybe towards sort of December, January time, I think we're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with, and and, and certainly be up up towards the, you know, the, the top third of the mm. table. I mean, we'll we'll get on to um, looking forward, I guess, after we finish off the um, the roundup of the match, but. You say they're December, January time, and I think that's sort of a, a date in probably most any town fans' calendar that we're trying to block out the pages and, and smudge <laughs> out the numbers yeah. and, and dates, aren't we? But 
we'll deal yeah. with that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, Malcolm, uh, you were at the game, obviously. Um, touched on Dan Kemp's goal uh, in the first half. Now, looking back, as Ellis says as well, quite rightfully so, he didn't think he'd shoot from that angle. Uh, obviously, he's done well to get around the goalkeeper. Um, probably could have gone down. If he goes down, the goalkeeper's off. Now, fair play. You know, still in his feet and he, he took the opportunity to score the goal himself, which he, he did fantastically. Now, he's running away from goal at an angle, cutting, you know, with his left foot, shooting from the left-hand side of the box, which means the ball is naturally going to be spinning towards the the back post, if you like. Um, Malcolm's gone here, so Charlie, we'll come to you, mate. That's it, it, On paper, it didn't look like a great goal in terms of where he struck the ball from. But if you think about the technicality of actually making that ball go where it did, at pace, running towards the byline, it's quite a finish, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see it in the stadium because I was working at Motion. Okay. But looking look, looking at the highlights, it was surprising, if I'm mm. being honest. Yeah, it's a great goal, mate. Like I say, I, it, it's it's not quite Roberto Carlos. Now, Roberto Carlos scored a goal, I think it was against Deportivo La Coruña, where he's literally running to the byline. He's kicked it basically from the point of it being a goal kick um, into the top corner. So I'm not comparing Dan Kemp's goal to Roberto Carlos. I, I think you should, yeah. Uh, Dan Bento... Kemp loss is that awful? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but we we can't no, go with that. No, but like I say, it was it was technically a very very good goal. Yeah, it it, it was a good finish. Um, it was it was good sort of initiative for for him to to put it past the keeper. I mean, we sort of had a similar situation in the second half with Hepburn mm-hmm. Murphy, um, and you know he sort of put it straight at the keeper. But if he'd done what Dan Kemp done and maybe put it around the keeper, you, you've then got the option. Obviously, Hepburn Murphy's got the pace, so you've got the option to then run around the keeper and, and finish, or or even pick up that that penalty because if the keeper goes through him, that it, it's it's a clear penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know the 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 footballing brain that Dan Kemp had to to pull off that fit finish was a. Uh, was definitely up I think there. the Dan Kemp goal, I think as well, it, it probably displays where he's at in his head. Um, I think he's a very, very confident yeah. player at the minute. And, you know, rightfully so. You can't you can't doubt that he deserves to be confident. He's had a fantastic start, start to the season. Um, I think Hepburn Murphy is starting. You can tell a little bit by the way he's like conducting himself on social media. I think he's really yeah. starting to sort of not believe his own hype, but believe in himself a bit this season. Um, I think we've seen streaks of him this season where he's got in certain positions and maybe, you know, not doubted his ability or just not trusted himself to go with a certain choice for a certain positive decision. Yeah. You get that confidence Dan Kemp's playing with at the minute into Rashawn Hepburn Murphy and we're not past yeah. our club, but fudge me. We are, we've got a player <laughs> in our hands. I think... Yeah, the, the, thing, the, the thing with Hepburn Murphy for me is obviously... He's 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 struggling in terms of game time because he's trying to compete with Jake Young and Charlie mm. Austin. Now now look that it's a good thing. It's a good problem as a town fan to have. Um, but but if you're looking at it from his perspective, he, he's he's trying to prove a point. But I I was speaking um, to my father-in-law after after the mm-hmm. game, and. Um, we were talking about that chance that he missed where, 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 like I just mentioned, where he could have taken it past the yep. keeper. But 
for me, he he always seems to have three or four sort of op- opportunities at goal at like every game that he plays, whether he comes off the bench. And he always seems to pick up mm-hmm. a goal. Now, you know, those other chances where where he misses, like when he put it at that keeper, if he can then, you know, stop putting those away as well, we're, we're talking, you know, a high amount of goals being scored from him. And he can definitely, you know, work his, his way into start starting. Um, but yeah, if he can, if he can just be more clinical with those other chances because because he's he can score he he always scores like we saw on the weekend he can score those goals he get he gets himself into good um positions you know using his pace so if he can just you know get those extra goals we our front sort of three four are, are going to be an absolute force to be reckoned yeah with. i mean you know, i talking there about confidence and stuff and obviously we we're, we're moving on to the second half here but Rashad Hepburn Murphy obviously has replaced Jake Young um, during the second half. Now, just while we're at the very end of chatting about the first half on Saturday, can someone discuss amongst yourself? Because I, I I love Jake Young. I don't want to play Jake Young slander out there, but I think he he's at the <laughs> point where he, I wrote a poem mate, he needs a goal, and I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that because he scored so many. But I think he needs a goal, yeah. and yeah, I I, I agree. Um... I, f- I believe he's still our top goal scorer. I think but... him and Ken might be tied now. Yeah, so look, as a striker, obviously you're feeding off of those those goals, and and, and your confidence only builds from those goals. Um, I think we've we've sort of seen it from Charlie this season, where maybe he hasn't scored as many as he'd he'd like mm-hmm. to, and you, you can sometimes see it come out in the player. Um, but again, we know he can score. Um, and having that player like Hepburn Murphy on the bench pushing you, a bit of you know friendly um, rivalry mm. is a uh, is is definitely needed. Um, but yeah, like you said, Joe, I, f- I think a, a goal is only going to do him wonders, and he's another player that gets himself in, into good positions, and 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 he's proved this season that he can score. You know, for he can score outside the box it, from the penalty spot, headers. He, he can score from anywhere. I mean, so, to be fair, mate. I yeah. think he might be doing what we what we told him to do on the show a few weeks back when he was on was just to have an absolute shitter <laughs> from from now until January, and then we'll just carry on where we left off in September, um, in February. Yeah, it it was either that or or he's still scarred by my poem. Um, <sighs> yeah, oh, do you know what? I forgot about your poem. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, it, it hasn't stopped Dan Kemp. That's so true. I, I'd like to think it isn't that, but mm. yeah. Charlie, mate, I can see you waiting in the winds, buddy. Um, I don't want to backtrack. No, you crack on, but on, crack on. But on, on Kemp, it's going to be an unpopular opinion in some people, but I would rather keep Kemp on a permanent than Jake Young. Mate, I don't think that's unpopular. I, I think that's probably fairly popular. Um I ideally you keep both of them. Um, the fact that MK Dons have just replaced their manager this week is pff, I don't know if it's put any any angst out there, but I saw it and I kind of yeah. thought, oh, yeah. Well, Joe, for me, it, like the the Dan Kemp situation is like he, his his contract runs out at the end of the yep. season, so worst case scenario. He gets recalled. We don't buy him. Pick him up on a free. 
in the summer. Now that's if, and I mean the way it's going, bigger bigger clubs in terms of League One, possibly even Championship, are going to come in yeah. for him. Uh, but the way Ellis, the way that I would look at it, right, mate, I think we all know that there is budget left over from the summer. I mean, I think the managers yeah. made that fairly clear that there was unused budget because certain players couldn't, um, you know, it didn't work out essentially in terms of coming to the football club. I think from what I understand and what I've heard as well, um, I think there was some money in terms of, uh, I think there was some a, a big player that was probably out there in, in, in social media that, that probably chose yeah. to go and have a Pecora and a Jalfrazi rather than a kebab <laughs> from SM1. Um, I could probably tell you that, well, I'd imagine that he's probably on a bit of money. I think... Yeah. The sound Look, player, I'm, um, I'm saying there's a budget and I think you've got to, got to, got to, got to, if you have the opportunity, go all out for Dan Kemp. I, I don't say it often with yeah. players. I think I always think of... Maybe quality over quantity, of course, but quantity as well as a squad. But I think Dan Kemp is so integral to this football club right now. Um, yeah, if we've got a chance and going up. For, we've got to get him in. Yeah, yeah. For me, Joe, if in January I'd rather we bought Kemp and Young yeah. than bring in another six or seven, you know, mediocre players. I'd rather. I think those two players what they offer to this squad. Um, look, it's a, we've seen this season on and off the pitch that this is a tight group of players. And I think if you take one of those away, um, it, it hurts the group. As in, even if you bring someone else in, I think I think what 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 we're seeing from Flynn in terms of a small a smaller squad than what, what we're usually seeing, I think that's in in my opinion, I think that that could be down to that he wants a tight group like like mm. we've seen, um, and you know you bring someone in, it it poses the threat that they could be a bad egg and they could uh they they could throw the squad off. But if I going back to to Charlie's point, if I, if I was to pick, if I had to pick between Dan Kemp or Jake Young, it's it's such a a, a tricky question but I think it's really really hard to replicate what Dan Kemp does on the pitch um, I mean Jake Young it, it's, it's hard to score goals I get that but what Dan Kemp does I mean when he gets the ball he's always looking to drive forward he's 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 unpredictable he's he's good on the ball he can play passes he can score goals I think what he can offer for, especially in the position that he's playing, is second mm. to none. Um, I, I, you could even argue that he's he's better than Jack Payne, which I think he is. From, from what I've seen, I think he's better than Jack yeah, Payne. I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, Malcolm, your thoughts on the on the Dan Kemp, Jake Young, January fiasco? If you had to pick one, are you with me and wanting to sell your kidneys to fund a, Jack, a Dan Kemp budget? Um, yeah, I, I think um, if we looked at it. Yeah, I think Dan Kemp. I think we have to, we have to keep. Um, don't get me wrong. I like I like Jake Young for what he's done. Um, and we ha- if I had to choose, then I think Dan Kemp because uh, just well, I don't know. It's just just because of that. But um, yeah, I'd like to see them both stay, and then maybe say three or four others rather than you know six or seven and not get them. So um, 
yeah, yeah, Kemp's Kemp's a different class, and he so it's like it's uh, it's it's a no brainer for me. And he's if he's out of contract, we've got to try and do something. But you know how hard it's going to be, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, and I think in terms of trying to be realistic, I would say just give them a blank check and go. There you go. Whack whatever you want, whatever number you want with that, and put Australian dollars at the end, and, and we'll pay it. Um, but obviously, oh no! If we, if we had a blank check, can I um, can I choose someone else? Who are you going for? Um, if it was a blank check, and it, and it is, and I'm living in absolute cloud cuckoo land, but yeah, it had to be Bellingham after last night. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that if it's a blank check, it has to be him, but. No, realistically, yeah, just say say to him, look, let's go out and try our best and, you know, give him our best offer. He's been here for six months. He knows the club. He's he, he got hope that he's not going to want to go, actually, let's go and start somewhere else. He's, you know, he's here, he's settled. So it's hopefully that'll be in our favour. So Yeah, I mean, if, if a high-flying League One club come in for him in January and, and he goes there, I guess you have to shake his hand and go, you deserve it. What if yeah, he goes yeah. to Oxford? Can you imagine? He would, he, Joe. He wouldn't do that Ellis. to us. Don't even, don't even think oh, about honestly. it. If he did that, it'd be Dan Kemp. Who? Sorry, who? Um, I, I would even take my poem back. How about uh, that? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd rip up your poem in front of. Come on, face. come on, boys. Let's not put any libel threats out there, eh? Um, <laughs> anyway, Malcolm, sticking with you, mate. So going back to the Newport game, um, second half. Obviously, we had the Jake Young discussion there. We all kind of agree that Jake Young probably needs the goal, and I'm sure it will come. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him score on Saturday. Obviously, replaced by Rashawn Hepburn Murphy, maybe showing boss Mike Flynn that he was wrong to drop him. Uh, great composure to finish off a sweeping move, which saw Sadu Khan sting the palms of the Newport goalkeeper, and then RHM coolly swept the ball home to make it 2-0 late on. Now, is Hepburn Murphy really causing a bit of a, a problem for... For the boss, because whenever he plays the minute, he's he's doing well, isn't he? He's looking threatening. He's looking like he's scoring a score a goal whenever he gets forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely willing. I think sometimes with him and like this is gonna for me as a non-footballer, he's gonna sound bad, but I think sometimes he's a little bit too far ahead of himself. I think he's kind of he knows what he wants to do, but he hasn't. He, he tries to do it before he gets like he's almost two yards ahead of himself sometimes, which isn't a criticism in any way because I like him and it just sometimes you just have to bring him back a little bit and go just calm down a little bit maybe he's get bits a bit overexcited maybe uh, I don't know he's but too close I was going to say when you're that like, yeah that, that's, that, that, that could be it it's not it's not a it's not a criticism in any way it's just kind of what I've noticed that sometimes I can see what he wants to do and he doesn't get there quite and it's just oh it's like come on when, when that yeah pass, it's, it's, it's definitely frustrating but I think I've, I've said it all season I think once he, if he can manage to to break into that starting lineup and start games consistently, it it comes. And the, the more game game time he gets, the more consistent he gets. Because you you got to think before he comes to Swindon, how how long did he have out from yeah. from playing football? And and I, and I think another way of looking at it is, would you want him? Would you want him on a team against you? And if the answer is definitely not, then you know that's. That's that's yeah. a good answer. That's a good exactly. thing because I wouldn't want to see him against Swindon because you know I think he'd rip us apart. So it, it, it's good to have him on our side to let him grow into that, and I think he will get there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and 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 especially him coming off the bench as well. You know, 
if if you're looking at it from the defender's perspective, you've just you've defended what let's let's say seventy minutes from from Jake Young and and Charlie Austin, and then you look you look to the bench and Hepburn Murphy's coming on, and and you've now got to deal with that. It's it's just like like mind boggling from from a defender's perspective. I I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd, I'll be blown before he even come on Especially the pitch. Especially if you're an older defender too. So you think about Salford on Saturday. They've yeah. got, was he, 36-year-old Adrian Mariapa? That yeah. Obviously was essentially a Swindon Town player, albeit without pen on paper last year. Um, but at that age, if, you're, if your legs are aching a little bit, like I say, in the 70th minute, you've just been kicked in the back of the leg by Charlie Austin and you've been chasing the long strides of Jake Young. And you see a substitution and Jake Young's going off. You think, oh, you know, thank God. Bit of a rest here, bit of respite. And you've got the pace of Rashawn Hepburn Murphy running at you. I mean, it just must put you down a little bit. Like, confidence goes from, you know, 100 to 80. Yeah, it's it's definitely not ideal. Um, And, look, he can score goals. And the fact that he's scoring goals coming off the bench as well, if he gets a full 90 minutes... Um, I mean, look, in, injuries are, are bound to happen at some point in this. Mm. In this, I mean, he's season. one that you want to protect like, his because he does have previous. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's it's always good to have options, but if you've got if you've got options coming off the bench with with quality, um, you know, even mm, better. Absolutely. So obviously, just rounding off the Newport game, um, two to win. I mean, Newport to me as well. Newport at home, it, it kind of doesn't strike me with fear, but it's one of those games each season, I think, potential banana skin. You know, you think back to the the Ben Garner season, they sort of put an end, or at least a dampener, on our automatic hopes. Um, yeah. But, let's say, 2-0 win this year, up to six from the league, back into the playoffs. Um, game in hand, win the game in hand, you're in the autos. I mean, it's not looking bad, is it? Obviously, we've had a tough result at Bradford, Arguably should have got a point there, had a few good chances. If you're going to bounce back, there's not much like better ways, not many better ways to bounce back, really. Yeah, we're in a, a very good position in the league. I just want to, I just want to take everyone's minds back to um, to the summer period where everyone was predicting that Swindon Town would be relegated. Or you know we'll be twentieth, nineteenth around bottom of the table, and now I'll bring you back, and we're, you know, it's very early on, so I'm not getting carried away, but if this was the end of the season, we're fighting for promotion. I'll tell you who is bottom of the league as well. I believe it's some really hairless-looking shell <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, look, I th- I think. Predictions were all all over the place this this season. I mean, everyone predict, predicted Crawley to go down, and they they've had a, a a decent start. I mean, you look at the game where we played them, where where we absolutely ripped them mm. a new one. We made them look like a bunch of amateurs, and the fact that they're they're beating some top teams in in this league, I think, shows the quality that we have in this side mm. as well. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, and, yeah, on Crawley I mean, as well, mate. I. It didn't end well with us, but I'm actually very, very happy and pleased for Scott Lindsay. Um, I think the bloke deserves credit for what he did here last year. Um, it's it, it sour yeah, towards think... the end, but it's nice to see him do well. And it's nice to see um, 
in your words, the bald-headed, bald-headed bastard, was that what you called him? Um, <laughs> yeah, doing not so well. Um, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing with Scott Lindsay is, I think, yes, it was quite boring football at times, but if you look at where we were when he left, compared to where we were at the end of the season, we were in a, a better position with Scott Lindsay. Would I have Scott Lindsay back? No. Um, not at all, but I, I, he's a nice guy. We had him on here, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke to him beforehand. Um, he, look, he's, he's a nice bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But as long as Swindon finish above Crawley, then um, I wish him all the best. Absolutely. Just quick, um, Charlie, go, your hand is up. Yeah. Going on that, all, on all the prediction nope. things, I, I have to say the uh, fan one was actually quite funny. Mm. With everyone putting us bottom. Mate, to be fair, sometimes the underdog status, you go under the under the radar. Um, I'm not saying it's helped, but it's certainly a nice feeling smug, isn't it? Yeah. It is indeed. Um, just a, a quick interchange. People, I'm interested to see um, what the general consensus is among our listeners in terms of the Jake Young or Dan Kemp uh, argument. Comment in the in the section below, Kemp or Young. I just want to see what the consensus is, really. I think if you've got to pick one and it's only one, you're not allowed to have both. Who are you going for? Jake Young, Dan Kemp. Um, we've had four Kemps up here, so Kemp's fallen up already. Um, just a bit of interest on my end, really, being nosy. Um, a quick run over STWFC. Um, so, town-hosted tabletoppers AFC Bournemouth at Foundation Park on Sunday afternoon. Um, conceded early on, but managed to get into the back into the game with a sensational equaliser from Ellie Strippel. Um, Swindon conceded two penalties in the very, very dire moments of the first half, uh, both of which were converted by Bournemouth. It's frustrating. I think it would frustrate Gaffer Richwood. Um, hopefully it's something this young squad will be able to learn from. Uh, Captain George Wood had the Reds, gave the Reds a bit of hope in the second half early on. Um Third goal in three games. Obviously, the captain's doing well for herself. Um, first season at SM1 after a couple of tough years at Watford. So it's lovely to see her doing really well. Um, Bournemouth also scored later on as well. So 3-2 loss at home. Again, town of third in the league, Bournemouth top. Um, Swindon sit third, eight points off top now. It's still early on. It's not over. It's a good start to the season for the girls. Just a frustrating one at home, really. A um, couple of, say... Tough penalties at, at really poor times. Um, but they look bounce back this weekend. They're away. Um, obviously, if you can, get to the game on Sunday afternoon. Um, if not, follow online. The social media coverage of the women's team this season has been absolutely fantastic. So make sure you get involved with that lot. Um, section three now. So, Ellis, we've got Salford City this time. Um, obviously, yeah. travelling up to Manchester this weekend. Up against League Two money bag Salford. Um, ordinarily, you'd imagine the Amis to be right up there at the summit, wouldn't you? Um, but it's been a it's been a relatively yeah. difficult start to the season for the campaign. Um, they're sitting fifteenth in the division. I'm almost certain that they won't be looking forward to welcoming Mike Flynn's beautiful sharp shooting red bastards, will they? <laughs> no, that, that that's one way to put it. Um, I I think it is it's. it's I think it's going to be sort of very similar to what we saw on Saturday. 
Um, you, you'd like to think that it would be a fairly easy game for town. Um, I can't see them offering much going forward. Um, the annoying thing is, on paper, just... they've got some good players. That's the thing. Like Salford, yeah. say, they've got the backing of the financial backing of the likes of Gary Neville, David Beckham. I think Roy Keane's got a stake in it. Um, Nicky yeah. Buck, you know, Paul Scholes. They've got a few quid amongst them, haven't they? And yeah, it's they're one of those teams that you think they should be absolutely annihilating this division. Um, they just can't get it right. And I think last season, I've spoken to a couple of Man United fans that, that go to Salford games um, every other weekend, yeah. and they kind of feel as if that last season was Salford's chance. Um, obviously, yeah. out in the playoffs and penalties to Stockport. Are they? Not one to worry about this year, do you think? Are they going to come back and bounce back and, and be a problem? I don't really know where I stand with them. Yeah. They're, they're, like you said, Joe, they've got good players, so they they always offer the threat that they can bounce back. Whether it's, term, it like, whether it's down to the management, um, whether they need a management change, um, it, it's a tricky one. They, they've got money, um, but they they've had money for the past what three? I think, I think they've been three four seasons. Things. Was it? Yeah, Wellens his first year they came up. Yeah, well look they they sat Richie Wellens for God's sake. They, like they, I, the decisions they make at the football club just I can't get my head around it. Ellis, um, they go through managers like anything, don't they? And you know you've got memes, know, you've got memes, you've got lines like this is the one that had to work. This is the one that wasn't going to fail. This is the one that never failed. Uh, like <laughs> they can just do that though they're, they're allowed to they've got the the financial yeah. ability to just fly through managers and wait for the one that works but yeah I just, just, practically it just doesn't work no. though um, look you as a manager in football everyone knows you don't have the time that you need but let's be honest you need you need more time than you know like Richie Wellen had um, I mean, even at Swindon, he he had a, a slow start. Yeah. Um, and look, you you can the proofs in the pudding. What 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 he's done at Leighton Orient as well. Um, so yeah, g- g- going back to your point, Joe, I I think they always pose a threat, especially come January. Uh, it'd be interesting to to sort of see how active they are in, in the market, but. You know, come this Saturday, I just I, I can't see them posing a threat to us. Um, I, I think it's just down to how we perform as a, as a side, whether we're on the mm. ball or not. Isn't that a nice feeling? I mean, Malcolm, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? That as Ellis says, there we focus on ourselves. If we play well, we win football games. Um, I don't think last year you'd look at some games and you'd think. It's going to be a tough ask. We, we've, you know, we've got to be a bit lucky. We've got to have a few decisions go the right way for us. This season, as Ellis has rightly said, if we play well, we win games of football. Yeah, and I think, but you still got to respect the opposition, and I think that's what that's what we do do. We we do our homework. We respect them. We look at where we can hurt them, and um, we're not going we're not going in blase. But I think we can. We we, we know that we're a good team, and we've got that good that spirit that um, if we play well, we can give anyone a game. You know I mean? Apart from half an hour at Notts County, I mm. think, you know, we give them a game. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to be too, I won't 
cocky and say we'll go everywhere and win. So I think there's some good teams, especially away from yeah. home. But yeah, we, we've got to go in, believe in our game and, and, and impose ourselves on them. And I think, yeah, they're, they're going to find it tough. So yeah, I think we, we're, we're right to have that little bit of optimism, but just not, let's not be too, uh, too cocky about mm. it. I think. Oh, absolutely. I think that's fair enough, mate. Um, so obviously looking at the game on Saturday, would he be making changes to the starting 11? Do, do you think Rashawn Hepburn Murphy's made a case for him to come back into the starting 11? Um, you, you, you could argue it. I think it's, it's, it's a tricky one because obviously Austin's not scoring. Look, we talk yeah, about we, this I was every about to say, we talk Austin's about this every single week. I think Charlie Austin offers so much to this team outside of goals. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You look, you look at what he does off the ball, the experience that he brings, the composure that he brings to the side. Um, I mean, the amount of times he's been taken off and we've conceded a goal, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, I think, I think you just need to, you you need to start Charlie, and and then it's just a question of Hepburn, Murphy, or Jake Young. I personally, I I, I would keep the the side the same. Um, I think. Shade that de- to, towards the last sort of twenty minutes of of the Newport game, he definitely got into the flow and was one of our better players on the pitch at, at times. Um, you know, he's almost become a scapegoat this season. Of you know, being we we always have to have one as a town fan, but um, the last the last twenty minutes of, on, on Saturday, he was well, he he was very instrumental, especially to. It, towards that second goal, mm. um, so yeah, as a whole, I think I think we go unchanged. Um, but yeah, uh, it's the manager's got options. Um, I, I, I quite like the fact you brought out Ty Shade there. Um, I think Ty Shade is an absolutely great form at the minute. Um, his his, I don't know, his attacking ambition to me is is something that's really clear to see that it's helping the squad. I think he's an outlet on the left hand side. Um, the way he cuts in from the left to the right and he strikes that ball with pace towards the bottom left-hand corner. I know his target's not quite accurate at the minute. It's getting closer. But I think there's something there. I think he can get himself goals by literally doing that. It's kind of... I think the right-backs as well, or the right side of centre-backs, they sort of know what's coming, but they're, they've just... You know, they can't defend it. They can't... Um, prevent it it just it just he gets his way and he, he gets our shot off and he finds a target i think you know he he starts racking up goals um charlie are you are you with malcolm in terms of sorry with ellis there in terms of no changes or do you think rhm deserves a bit of a shout to come back into the 11 um if we're going to make a change i reckon it has to be jake young because as we say every week charlie austin offers that little bit that just isn't scoring goals, but he still offers something. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's tough as well because obviously we spoke about Jake Young potentially needing a goal, um, maybe lacking a little bit of confidence, which is mental because the guy's absolutely shat goals this season. Um, it, it is a tough one. And personally, I'm fairly happy that my name isn't Mike Flynn and I'm having to choose <laughs> who's starting out of the two because I think, I think it probably does come down to the two. I think Jake Young and Rashawn Hepburn Murphy are the ones that will probably either or will play. Um, it's a tough decision. Yeah, you could you could look at it from the point of view that you know 
he was taken off on Saturday. The, has he, he's had that that week spell? He now had the illness, didn't he? To, as well, I think you know. He, yeah, he, exactly. He missed the what game was it? He missed the Notts County game because he was ill. Um, maybe I mean to be fair, like I think a lot of people have had COVID at the minute as well, and obviously COVID is it's a respir- respiratory illness. It could be a flu. Um, it affects Doctor Joe, <laughs> mate. I my girlfriend's <laughs> had like COVID over the last couple of weeks, and she's breathing like Darth Vader. So I wouldn't want to see her <laughs> running around a pitch. And I think if someone like a, a professional footballer had something like that, obviously yeah. it's going to affect your performance levels. Um, yeah. So you, you, you can't really blame him if he's trying to get back to full fitness. No. Um, look, I I think I think. You you take him off and and put Hepburn Murphy on. I think that it it puts something in in Jake Young's head that you know when he comes on he's got he's got to perform. I think that can only be a good thing. Um, and and even him being taken off on Saturday, I think again it 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 shows Jake Young that he's not a permanent in this side. And he you know he just because he scored those goals, he can be taken off and. I, th- I think we're, we're going to see that quite quite a lot in in this side. I think if Mike Flynn's not happy with with a player, we saw it with uh, Iwakwe. If he's not happy with their performances, he he'll try something mm. else. Um, and look, it, it's not it's not in that Jake Young's not good no. enough. We we all know that we all know that he is. Um, but I've, yeah, I've, either way, I've, I think. I'd be happy with Hepburn Murphy or Jake or Jake Young. Yeah, style. I mean, this is the entire reason that you've got a squad. I mean, there's essentially an 18-man squad, I'd say, of, of professionals uh, at Swindon Town at the minute, um, and they all earn a decent wage. So we're paying them to play football. We're paying them to play for Swindon Town. And you know, the likes of Shade, you got the opportunity when your Whackway has dropped out of the side and he's taken it. So ultimately, it's good for competition. It's good for performance levels when you do have the opportunity to to change your squad and give someone else a go. Um, as I say, you mentioned Ellis before as well. In pre-season, we had a few pre-season chats after the Supermarine game. A lot of people were fairly disparaging about the, the chances on paper, I suppose, this season. Yeah. Um, now, we're, we're sort of tagged as the, the happy, clappy lounge. And I wear that as a pride of, of honour, really. Um, now, <laughs> we've always been sort of, you know... Banging the drum a little bit for town this year in pre-season, looking at the squad and thinking, you know, we're capable of doing bits this season. Are we starting yeah. to believe our own positive, positivity and ambition? Because I, I think I am. I think we keep Dan Kemp in January. I think we add to the squad, and I think, I think we're capable of doing it, mate. I, I genuinely, I think autos are on. Absolutely. I think Mansfield will go up. I think Mansfield will look very yeah. good. Um, I'd be surprised if Notts County aren't up there too. But I'd happily, I'd yeah. happily finish third. Like any of those top three yeah, positions, look, give it to me now. Any way of going up, Joe? I'm um, not doing playoffs. Everyone, well, you, look if if we get out of this league, everyone laughed at me at the start of the season when I said we were getting promoted. But I think I laughed at you as well, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I saw something in this squad. I I saw something. Um, I don't know if it was the glistening in Dan Kemp's eyes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but even if we go up through through a ninety minute 
um, 1-0 win in the playoff final. I, I don't care. Um, we, we've definitely got the quality. If if this side, if our starting eleven can stay fit and can stay free of injury, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, go up. As I say, we, we've chatted about it throughout tonight and I don't like to bring January up, but it's such a big, 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 big month for Swindon Town Football Club. Um, I think, you know, I, I wanted to mention as well, obviously, Harrison Minturn signing a new contract today at the football club, so... It's lovely to see our own homegrown players such as Mingoat um, getting those, you know, rewards for his performances and being around the first team squad is integrated really well. Um, it's always lovely to see, you know, uh, you know, there's a fan on the pitch wearing the shirt representing, you know, the people in the in the ground, um, and it's nice to see that as, as a town fan or as any football fan seeing your own on the field. Um, now, I saw Falls Rush in panellist Ben Nichols, um, friend of the show Ben Nichols, you know, tweeting, is this a Dan Kemp agreement? Now, I didn't think it was. I- I'm not going to sit here and say I did. But when I saw that teasing tweet, I got a little bit excited. Uh, and I don't know why, because why would we be announcing Dan Kemp in in November or October or whatever it is? It, it, w- it, wouldn't-, it wouldn't happen. <sighs> it's just... That January transfer window is weighing on me. And, um, I mean, Malcolm, is it in your mind, January? Because it, it feels huge. It feels so big. This squad, this squad is so good. And if we keep it together and add to it, we've got a right good chance. Yeah, I mean, over the years, we've we've tended to um, lose a lot of players in January. Not not over the recent few years, obviously, with the Lonies, But even back, you know, further back, we'd lost, you know, some Good strikers. I mean, Charlie went in. Um, Charlie went in the window, didn't he? In January, um, Fjortoft going back. Just players like that. We always seem to go, and we always seem to. You know, we do. We need the money. Are we? Are we? Are we in a position where we'll take anything, or are we? Are we going to go? You know, that's not. We're not going to take that. It's not good enough. So hopefully, we're in a position where we can kind of turn someone mm. down, unless they come in with some absolutely you know stupid money. Um, but yeah, with them, with the two teams, um, Milton Keynes changing manager and, and obviously Bradford, you may, may, maybe that changes things. But yeah, let's not worry about that. Let's just get as let's get as many as many wins on the board as possible. Um, get that team spirit, you know, staying as as positive as it is, and maybe the players, maybe the players don't want to go. Maybe you know, they might offered, you know, might offered unless they get offered championship, maybe. Mm. But you know, make it make it hard for them to want to leave because. You know they're liking being where they are, and they're playing decent football, and they're in a decent position in League in League Two. So try and do it that way. I think. Um, Mate, I, I agree, and it, to yeah. be fair as well, I think you know Clem Morphuni has said over the last couple of years that his ambition is to to get Swindon Town into Championship and be a, a stable Championship club. Now, the first year it was a case of right mission statement, if you like, was we need to stay in this division. Um, we got to the playoffs. It was a it was a fantastic year. But I think every Swindon Town fan would have accepted safety in that season. The next year, we're all expecting, right, guns blazing, we're going to absolutely piss this league. We need to get out of this division. Promotions are on the cards. And last year ended with a whimper. This year, I, I do think that, you know, we we fully back um, the Clem Morphoony, you know, regime on, on this podcast. Um, we've spoke about, we spoke about <laughs> it a lot. It's not a case of when Lee Power was there, we probably would have been a little bit more disparaging. Um, I've met them, I like the bloke, yeah. but it, I think for some town fans, 
maybe it's a case of, you know, there's money in the bank, but it's, it's running out. And I think this is a season where we really do need to get promotion, I think. Yeah, he, he's never said he's never said he's a sugar daddy. He's never said he's like, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a, a Man City. Is that the right word? I mean, he's, he's never he's, he's never said he's like a Man City, um, like a whatever their chap's called. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's he's always been open, and you know, we have to make money to 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 put into the team, and, and he's sustainable. That's what he's doing, um, yeah, sustainable, and 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 that's what he's doing, and I think he's doing a decent job. May not be as quick as what some people want. And, you know, I don't think it'll ever be as, you know, you never please anyone. I mean, some of the stuff you see, well, after we win, you know, you just think if we watch the same game. But, um, yeah, you just, as fans, you got to, like, just got to back him for what he says. And, you know, he's do- we're going in the right direction. And, and that's, that's we've not been able to say that for quite a few times over the years. Mm. So, Sure. Call me happy clappy, I don't care because I've seen it all for the worst and you know, this is this is a hundred times better than it has ever been. So I'm I'm staying happy clappy, thanks very much. <laughs> right, yes. Joe. regarding Dan Kemp and, and Jake yep. Young. Now look, I'm the most positive person there is. I, I don't think I predicted below a four 0 win this season. But look, I, I can't I just can't see a situation where both Jake Young and Dan Kemp don't get recalled. Now, look, if it if if the shoe was on the other yeah. foot and they're they're Swindon players, they're out on loan. We would want them to be recalled. Now, I think we will buy both of them. I believe that we will buy both of them. But in t- from a from a, a Bradford and an MK Don's perspective, they're not just going to let a player like that. At, go to a rival club. They're, they're going to want some money from him, especially Dan Kemp, because his contract runs up at, at the end of mm-hmm. the season. So, in my head, how I see it playing out is they'll recall him. Uh, so, if MK Dons recall uh, Dan Kemp, we buy him. I, I don't think it, it will... It will be for, you know, a, a decent amount of money, but not not as much as he's worth because his contract runs out at the end of the season. So I f- they're going to want some something for for them than than just being at a rival club. The same situation ha- happened with Doyle um, a couple seasons ago. I think I think we've just got to prepare ourselves. But look, I I think we will buy them. And I, I, Clem, I think understands how important they are to the side. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm confident that. There'll be Swindon players. Mate, Zander. I think it's interesting you've you've linked the Owen Doyle thing there because I was literally thinking the same, but I, I I don't think I think the Doyle the Doyle situation is probably more similar to, to um, Jake Young, and that's not because it's a Bradford striker. Yeah. Um, the only saving grace with the Doyle issue was that Gary Bowyer was still at the club at, at that time, and obviously yeah. there was a public falling out between the two. He went back to Bradford. I remember clearly that he he played three or four games from Dindley in January, and he was absolutely yeah. shit. Um, he missed yeah. absolute sitter away at Crawley, and Bradford fans being like, "What the hell has happened to this bloke? Like, he's a completely different person. <laughs> he's it's just a ginger bloke that's turned up, and he's not Owen Doyle." Um, I think the fact that Mark Hughes has left Bradford now worries me. Um, Jake yeah. Young is, a, is I think he's from that area. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I've done it for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a boyhood Bradford fan. He's from Yorkshire, he's from Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, it, it, 
it worries me. I, I think he could potentially slip back into that Bradford side and do well or do well enough. Uh, yeah. The, Dan the, the only thing, yeah. Joe, both look, Bradford are not short on strikers. They've got options yeah. there. And MK Dons have just signed uh, Jack Payne, who I'd imagine is on less money than what Dan Kemp is. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't think they would have signed him with the thoughts of keeping Dan Kemp. The thing I is, think, well, mate, they've Graham think... Alexandra's another one. He's obviously there was a public falling yeah. out with Graham Alexandra um, in pre-season. Dan Kemp was almost refusing to play for MK Dons. A new manager goes in there. Yeah, but... I think is it Mike Williamson from Gateshead's got in. Um, yeah, yeah, but but we could have the same situation there, Joe. Yeah. You know, he gets recalled. He might say, "No, I I want to stay at Swindon. If you recall me, I'm not playing. You know, my contract runs up at the end of the season. I'm not I'm not playing another game for MK Dons. That that might happen. You run you run the risk of of walking that tightrope of you know maybe breaking contracts. And I, I, I'm not I'm not a football agent, but I don't think I'd be you know advising my my clients to be refusing to play games of football for your club. I think. Well, well okay, he plays, but he plays shit. <laughs> oh, fair enough. You, you can go like, back down, but play wank. Yeah, uh, look, look, we saw it with it, it's sort of a, a different situation, but we saw it with Tyree Simpson um, in the Ben Garner season. Yeah, um, he he was on loan from Ipswich. He he, he got into a, a great run of form. He was banging goals in. His contract run uh, run ended at the end of the season mm-hmm. they wanted some money for him they took they, they recalled him um we're looking for for a move elsewhere and uh they oh no that's it they wanted him to sign another contract and he, he refused yeah. so so they put they put him in the uh i think they put him in the under 21 yeah. side um so look I, it's always us isn't it why are we always on the receiving end of this I know I, the only well, player that I can think this of what we get for signing that we've life. had out on loan and we've wanted to recall him back was Scott Twine now that was annoying yeah. because Scott Twine was out of contract um, so it kind yeah. of is a little bit like a Dan Kem situation isn't it really yeah um, yeah we, 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 we just maybe we've we should learn our lesson and not sign loan play- players and just sign them. Permanently. Uh, it's, it's one of those, but, isn't it? Look, Sometimes it's me, Yeah, look, how how were we to know before this season started that Jake Young and, and Dan Kemp were going to be as crucial as they were? Now, I think Flynn obviously knew that they were they were good players, um, but who could have predicted that they would have got off to, to a start like this? And I think if I'm Flynn and if I'm Clem in January... I'm I'm looking at buying them. Like even even if they're not being recalled, I'm I'm trying to buy them because come the end of the season, if they're getting offers from from League One and Championship clubs, you you can't blame them for for going no. elsewhere. So I think even 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 right this second, if I was Clem, I'd be try I'd be trying to get some sort of deal done now or as soon as possible for for when January comes at there. Swindon Town Yeah, players. I mean, I can, I can confidently say to our lovely listeners that you can all look forward to the, the Tom Broadbent Lounge version of Stay Another Day by E17 coming out and hitting <laughs> Christmas number one this year. Um, it, it's going to happen. Um, let's just very quickly just go back to the Sulphur game. Obviously, a game that will have the likes of Jake Young and Dan Kemp in the squad wearing red or no, in fact, wearing blue. 
this weekend. Yeah. Now, predictions-wise, uh, you sounded confident. I think, did you say 4-0, Ellis, which is... Like... No, I, I didn't say 4-0. Um, that's been my prediction for every other game this right. season. Um, but... I mean, look, it could be 4-0. Uh, my, my prediction, I, I, I'll give you my prediction now. I think it's going to be a, a fairly similar game to, to the Newport game. I think Salford probably offer more than Newport do. Um, I think if we turn up on the day, we're not going to have any issues. Now, the sensible Ellis in me says a 2-0 win again. Um if I'm getting carried away, I'm seeing a 5-1 win. Um, so, those are the two two options. So, so take your pick. Okay, we'll go to the middle. We'll go 4-2. 4-2, right. okay. Uh, Malcolm, what about you, buddy? Um, I, I'm going, so I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'm looking forward to a solid 2-0 win. That's a sensible one. That's a sensible one. I'll take 2-0 every day of the week. Uh Charlie, yeah. what are you about? What are you thinking, pal? Are you um, are you confident? Um, I'm going to go very similar to Saturday, and I'm 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 going to go two one. Two one. Okay. I mean, there's three wins there. Um, I I wouldn't say any different. I think we're a better football inside than Salford. I think you know on paper they've got some good players. The likes of Mariapa, uh, Matt Smith up front's an issue, but. They do look to me as if they're an Asian, not an Asian squad, an aging squad. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, an aging squad, um, and I think the likes of you know Rashawn Hepburn, Murphy, Dan Kent, um, even that's Tyree. <laughs> Ellis, stop laughing. Tyree Shay, um, those pacey attacking players that we've got on our team can really, really affect and attack those aging legs. Um, I'm going to keep saying it now. Uh, I'm confident. I'm going to stop the laughter and go three 0 So, uh, Malcolm, please take over from me. Um, yeah, I've done my prediction, but I just wanted to um, just to, to give a heads up um, to anyone out there that's listening that's got kids because um, there's a new thing that's opening. Um, hopefully, um, from the Tuesday night, um, the game against the um, the, the, the Gillingham. Um, it's the uh, Junior Reds room, which is in the Don Rogers. Um, I've seen pictures of it, which is half done, and they've ripped the carpet up. They they've uh, changed a few things around where the bar was. It's it's like a put some shirts up and stuff. I don't, I don't want to give out too many things, but there's there's games for the kids to play. I think there's some consoles there. There's some other things for them to do. Um, possibly a table tennis um, and a couple other things, but it's um, it's going to be really good. And it's not open to not just people in Don Rogers. It's open to any any um, children, uh, junior reds that want to go. Um, and you can enter it from the back of the stand as well as in in the Don Rogers as well. Because I think it was just for the Don Rogers previously. Um, so check out social media and just make sure that is opening on Wednesday uh, on Tuesday as planned. But um, if it does, yeah, it'll be. Um, it's a really good thing. So, I just wanted to heads up, and um, yeah, I think that's a good thing from the club that are doing that for the for the younger Absolutely. fans. Absolutely, and um, Malcolm, thank you very, very much for that. Uh, that was very professional. You, you saved me from embarrassing myself further. Asian legs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. Take your kids along to the new children's zone, the Don Rogers. Um, be a great way to sort of ease them into the match day, um, have a bit of fun, and then go and watch Swindon Town have fun on the football pitch as well. Um, 
Right. I mean, look at the time. We've got our predictions in. We've got our appetites whetted for Salford away. Now, the only thing left to do is the little outro, of course. So, as always, thank you very, very much for joining us this evening. A reminder that we are the Tom Broadbent Lounge. We're an independent ex-space, and the views that have been expressed this evening are most certainly not representative of those of Swindon Town Football Club, nor Sir Tom himself. Thank you once again for listening. Come on, you Reds. Bye, everyone. <laughs>